What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. And today, this is the very first Rampage Review Show. And Let's with go. me, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Leland Benford. What's up, man? What's up, y'all? I just finished watching Rampage, and this episode really got me excited. I like to watch Rampage on Saturday mornings, and it pumped me up this morning. So let's talk about it. So yeah, we just coming off from uh, from Dynamite, which is Chicago, and continues on in Chicago uh, on Rampage. We had four matches and two title matches. Uh, uh, so let's get straight on to it. So we have first off, we had Adam Cole, Bang Bang, defeated Io Uno in less than two minutes. That was number, <laughs> but um, but the real genesis here is the promo that he did. So uh, he goes to mention that he's still undefeated. AEW, because like we mentioned before, that unsanctioned match, it doesn't count. Records doesn't count. Okay, then we mentioned that before, and then he mentioned, oh, he wants to earn, uh, he wants someone to respect on his name. Of course, he's gonna give respect because he's Adam Cole, baby. What is it not to respect this man? And then last not least, he mentioned that soon one day he will be AEW World Champion. So if they are doing. Heyman Adam Page versus Adam Cole Bay Bay at Revolution. Sign me up. Sign me up. That will be a heck of a rivalry. And I think the foreshadowing is there because they took out Evil Uno. He had to do the job that day. And then uh, Evil Uno, of course, is linked to Hangman Adam Page with all of the stuff that he did with the Dark Order. Uh, so I think they are foreshadowing that Adam Cole versus Adam Page. Uh, rivalry for the AEW championship. That's going to be exciting. And what a heck of a promo. Adam Cole, if you can't say anything about his, if you say anything about his wrestling, you can't say that he gives a mediocre or lackluster promo. He, he definitely know how to command an audience, can command the mic. Uh, but yeah, that would be a hell of a rivalry. Yeah, can't wait to see what the future holds for Adam Cole. So after the red, the promo in the match, we go into the TBS champion, Jay Cargill, and smart uh, Mark Sterling got cut a promo. Says Jay is looking for someone to be her 27 victim. They're really hyping up Jay as the AEW and female version of Goldberg. So they try to make her be this under. Uh, I don't know how long this unbeatable streak is going to go on, but that's the that's the way they they play out. So uh, how you see this going forward? Yo, I'm a huge fan of Jade. I like the fact that she called out saying, y'all call me green and only green is money. That was a great line because that's the one of the things I see in all the wrestling forums and all the different Facebook groups that she too green to be in her position. But I mean, look at Goldberg. He was very green too. I always like to refer people back to the Goldberg versus William Regal match. Like, that's how green he was. That match was, you know, uh, bowling shoe ugly, as JR says. Um, but Jay Cargill has that appeal. You know, you will stop scrolling when you see a picture of her. You will stop, you know, changing the channel if you see her on TV. And she just draws people in. And that's what AEW needs right now. And her matches are pretty decent. You believe that, you know, a, ma a move from her will hurt. So I think she's in a good position for the TBS championship right now. I think I like where they put her. Yeah, I was one of those people say uh, uh, Jay was not, not ready for the spotlight yet. Uh, uh, I was definitely one of those people. But after the matches she had with uh, Thunder Rosa, 
uh, Ruby Soho and Anna Jay. She's definitely got a, a little bit lot better in the ring. I would definitely say that she got a little a little bit lot better. So yeah, it, it definitely looking forward. So um, moving on to TNT Championship with Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy. So. Uh, you know, of course, Matt Hardy in there. We got a little side effect, uh, uh, like during the match. But as you know, Sammy Guevara uh, came out with the win. I mean, do you really expect Isaiah Cassidy to win the title? Like, even though this was his first uh, singles match, and Private Party is still in the top five ranking. I bet they're, they're at number four, if I believe they are number four in the ranking. Well, I knew Isaiah wasn't going to win when they didn't even give him, you know, time for his entrance. They just announced him already in the ring, Isaiah Cassidy. So right there, that's a dead giveaway that he's not going to win at all. So I don't think this should have been a TNT championship match. I think this was just kind of a regular match. Um, and I know they're doing the open call, like the open challenge, but man, you got to make it feel like an actual challenge and not giving Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy time to uh come out to the ring automatically the challenge is gone but they did have a solid match i will say my one gripe with sammy Guevara, he does not remember to sell his injuries he came out with the wrap you know uh torso the wrap stomach and ribs and you know and did that play a factor into the match at all no so why even go through the trouble to wrap it you know so that's my one gripe with Sammy Kabar. I think he's a hell of a talent and anytime his match is on I'm definitely glued to the television but the psychology work is just not hitting for me man remember to sell those damn injuries so we can buy in more to your character but that's my only gripe with him and also during the match, Andre Andrade Idolo came in and, or tried to provide a strategy to Sammy, but that didn't work. But after Sammy defeat uh, Cassidy, it looks like Andrade and Matt Hardy was going to jump him, and then Jericho was right there on commentary to make sure things don't get out of hand. But before Jericho could get up, Darby Allen came in and helped out Sammy Guevara, and then they had a little stare down with Matt Hardy and Andrade. So and then Darby Allen, as we all know, he is still the longest and he has the record of being the longest reigning TNT champion. And he salutes Sammy Guevara as undisputed champ right now. So we yeah. are at a crossroads between like two different um, um party scenarios here. Like Andrade was trying to recruit Darby Allen to be uh, one of his um protégés, but uh, Darby Allen said, no, money's not the answer. Get out of my face. So, and then like, oh, I'm going to, Andre was like, I'm going to talk to your boss, Sting. And now, uh, Sammy Guevara is stuck in a situation that he might have not only Matt Hardy and Andre on his back. So, we are in two different scenarios here. Like, who is to Sammy going to defend the TNT title against? Is it going to be against Darby Allen? Is it going to be Andrade? Is it going to be Matt Hardy? Like, like, what do you yeah. think about this? So, 
first before we get into all of that i just want to say it's so cool to see like the pillars kind of coming together of aew this homegrown talent of sammy guevara and darby allen coming out being in these rivalries with these like more veteran guys i would love to see andrade versus darby match because they have such different styles but andrade definitely has that strong style luchador um style that he that he likes to use and then darby has this like crazy Easy, you know, running at you at 100 miles per hour and throwing everything he got type style. So I think a match between them two would be really good. Um, but we are coming at a crossroads, and these two stories are kind of blend and mixing. And I think it's going to end up being like a tag team situation where we may see tag teams against uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen versus Private Party. And maybe this is all just a rub for the young guys. But I would definitely like to see Andrade versus uh, Darby at one point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is going to happen sometime uh, between now and Revolution. But we have to see how that's going to uh, be moving forward. But um, also, I, real quick, Darby's theme song is the one theme song I never get tired of hearing, man. That song is just fire to me. But Oh, yeah. Especially and when we go, I, down, go down the skateboard. Go down yeah. The skateboard. I think also when the video game comes out, our, like Darby versus Sammy match is going to be probably one of the funnest matches to play in the video game. Yeah, but uh, if I had to if I had to predict, um, the video game probably gonna come out uh, probably next year if we get yeah. like, any updates from AW Games on, on their YouTube channel. Just to switch up, are you excited for the new uh, 2K coming out? What you think about that? Yeah, it's looking good so far. It's looking good so far. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see how uh, the game looks when it comes out in March. Look, I'll tell you this much. Uh, when it comes out, I'll get it day one, and I will do a live kind of stream and do a live review of it because, two, I still play 2K19. I don't play 2K20. I still play 2K19. So I would like to do a live review of that and see how it goes because they have a lot to prove after 2K20. You had two years now to come up with something good. So after 2K20, man, they got a lot to prove. Hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. So after the on uh, the TNT championship match, we go into two promos. First off, QT Marshall caught a promo running down hook in a pre-taste segment. Marshall has a new student to face hook that we ain't never seen before, and the match is set for NetSuite's uh, rampage. I'm like, but wait a minute. First of all, QT, have you not learned your lesson? Stay away from hook. Have you not learned your lesson? Jesus Christ. Ugh. Have you not learned your last thing? QT Marshall actually became a uh, really like he he really submitted his stuff self as like a good heel in the company and someone they can use. And I think this is a good entry point because QT is still Hook's you know trainer. Um, so I think this is still a good entry point for Hook and start to build some excitement because now I'm like, well, who's gonna fight Hook next week? Is it gonna be a big dude? Is it gonna be a small dude? Is it gonna be an indie darling that you know we all love or somebody that we just never heard of and it's like one of QT Marshall's students or would it be QT Marshall in a mask or or Anthony Gogo in a mask, or you know those type of things that those type of wacky things that happen in wrestling. So it'd be interesting to see who it is, and I'm excited to see who they send you know Hook to go get next week. Also, Hook is a freaking star, dude. Like, come on now, Hook is a star. Yeah, it's just only a matter of time before he debuts on a Dynamite. But right now he's getting his reps on Rampage. But uh, sure. and then next up we go into. Chris Stanlander 
promo saying uh making a mistake of agreeing uh with uh being a, a tag team with Leo Horse, but as you know, Leo come by and jump Stanley behind with a chair, red velvet, and then red velvet makes the save. So I've been saying this for a while. Leo Hurst is like the little AEW's version of Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. I can see that. And uh, Layla Hurst is definitely starting to be more comfortable in this heel role. And sometimes that happens. You know, when these when we get new people in professional wrestling, they always kind of come out as like a baby face or kind of a neutral person. But it's when they're actually told to be a heel and they make that real change that you see some of their personality come out. And that's definitely benefiting Layla Hurst. Matter of fact, this beatdown kind of took me by surprise. I had to rewind it and show my wife, who's a who's a Chris Statliner fan, and like, hey man, she got your girl. And that that cheer shot, like, you know, brutal. So uh, they're definitely doing good together. And I like the, how this rivalry is building. Yeah, but uh, after that, we go into Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. So Whoa. yeah, Whoa. a lot to talk about with this one. Yeah, Thunder Rosa got a lot of uh, offense in, uh, um, in this match, and then uh, at the end. It, when they came out to the floor, Mercedes Martinez pulled out the pipe under the ring and clocked Rosa in the face for a dis- disqualification. So now, this is what's interesting about this match because AEW is known for not doing these kind of finishes. But in this situation, it kind of works. And I think that's the difference between how they do their disqualifications, where it's rare, and how WWE does their disqualifications, where it's very consistent and commonplace for these type of things to happen. But with that being said, the moment it happened, that same feeling that I get when I see WWE do it, I got here. And I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. Disqualification. But for the story, it makes sense. And it does make Mercedes Martinez look more like a badass when it comes to this rivalry. Yeah. And we, we'll get to that more story in a second. But um, after the match, we got another promo package, hyper up Serena D. Man, if Serena D, yeah, uh, listen. Um, we got the Orange Hawk Cup coming up soon in May, in which the fight, in which the finals for both and the men and the women will take place at double or nothing. If Serena D either wins the TBS championship or either wins the Orange Hawk Cup, if she don't win one of those, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be upset for sure. Like Serena D is definitely. Uh, I think she is definitely, she would have did well in the dungeon, I believe. I feel like, you know, like she definitely embodies that Bret Hart, Owen Hart type spirit. She wears the pink, the white, and the black. And you can tell that she's a technical um, she has that technical background and she respects the hell out of that family. And I think you're right. She has to be kind of the first winner of this Owen Hart Cup. Um yeah, Serena Deeb is a is just she's one of my favorite female wrestlers. Well, not even this one of my favorite female wrestlers, one of my favorite wrestlers, period. Like definitely when her matches is on. I saw her in Jacksonville at um Double or Nothing, the first show that was open right after COVID. And man, she has she just looks great in the ring. She has a mean streak about her. And her finisher is nice too. When she takes her leg and just pound the hell out of the person's leg and then put her in the code. Uh yeah, Serena D is, is pretty dope. Yeah. 
Trico, how do you feel about this Owen Hart thing, man? You know, it was like a lot of controversy when it first happened. No, I think we're finally getting something that can recognize Owen Hart for, for everything that, that he's done. So, well, yeah. WWE, they never got the chance to do it, but uh, we are we finally uh, are getting it right now. So this is definitely um, a great thing, a great thing to see. How great was it just to hear the crowd chant Owen's name and to see him on TV again and to kind of remember him for a second? I think if they do this yearly, we all get a chance. And that's the most important thing about like these like memorial fights or these tribute fights is that you get a moment to really think about the person for, you know, that show. You got to really think about him. And that helps keep his memory alive. And I think now that WWE didn't have that opportunity to do it because of the circumstances there, having this company do it and talk about everything he did before even he got into WWE, um, I think is definitely a, a great momentous occasion to be able to, and, and also like the big thing is he was very big about his family and, and taking care of his family. And he does get a chance to help his family again, even from the grave with his legacy. So that's the most beautiful part about this thing. So I see a lot of people hating on it. And I think a lot of those people need to kind of do more research and look into it and kind of look at what Owen's career was before he even got into their degree. Yeah. And can you imagine the talent that we're going to get in a, in a few couple of months, especially with the free agents coming through like, not just for the men and for the women. Like, there's going to be a lot of free agents coming up. Like, even, uh, yeah. um, and, and speaking of free agents, we'll get to that in a, in a moment uh, as well. But um, a lot of these free agents would definitely, like, we're going to have the best women's division in the USA right now in AEW, and there are going to be a lot of guys coming in soon, so the, the, the possibility is endless. I'm telling you, AEW might need to expand just a little bit, just a little bit more, because their roster is just so beefy. Or they're gonna start, or we might just start seeing mass AEW releases too, where it's like we don't need them, we don't need them, or people contracts just changing a little bit. Um, but I, that's like one of the things I like about AEW is that every week when we watch, like we get to see, like when they go to different cities, we get to see like the local talent from those cities work and it's really is like man these guys are like going out showing like they're the best out there in the country because they're wrestling all these local talent and everything and it's just a different vibe than like other promotions that's out there right now yeah it definitely is expanding because you have your stories on, on dynamite and then you have your stories on rampage so it's a it's a lot of expanding so yeah but how did you feel about that dq with mercedes martinez i don't think you got into that enough Oh, we're gonna get into that right now. So after okay. the uh the promo from Serena D, we go into the back. Tony Savari interviewed Martinez, but it was quickly interrupted by Dr. Britt Breaker, DMD, and her crew. Now it's clear Britt Breaker paid off Mercedes Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa. So she so he, she is not working with Jade. So that is that that is definitely clear from Britt Breaker. She said Jade ain't smart enough to, to, to bring in uh Mercedes Martinez. Throwing that shade. Yeah, this was a definitely surprise to Jamie Hader. And I'll be saying this like I tease a breakup here between Brick and Jamie in, a, in the near future. Although Brick wasn't happy that Sadie Martinez lost the match, but makes it clear to Marcina Martinez that she's not to lose again, or her time at AEW will be short than the time at her last job. That includes what she meant by WWE yeah. and NXT. 
So what do you think about the DQ? So we are definitely getting another match from this uh, for, from the DQ and the promo. We are definitely getting another match, but that's it. Uh, but this is the early stage of Britt Breaker and Thunder Rosa. Now, here's that I've been and I've been saying this for a long time. Either what either Revolution. Well, it's going it's going to be co- close enough to Revolution as we're getting there right now. It's definitely going to be Revolution right now. I've been saying either Revolution or Double or Nothing, but I feel like it's going to come at Revolution right now with the with the pieces. A uh, piece of piece of place coming up right now, and I've been saying this: Thunder Rosa and Britt Breaker, AEW Women's Title main event the show in a steel cage. What do you think? Uh, I I think that would be awesome. Really, I think if we went that route, that'd be really freaking dope. Um, and I think that's important for like these kind of um, pay per views as well to kind of do something big um, during those moments. Yeah, uh, uh, it's pretty clear. Well, we're, we're we're getting there. We're getting there, and uh, we're gonna be uh, hyping up a lot of matches uh, to Revolution soon, and it will be on March fourth in Orlando. Well, we're, we're hyping it up. So. I do want to say real quick, I did feel electricity with Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa. Like honestly, like before like before the match happened, just their interests, I was like, oh man, this is like a pay-per-view match. So I really want to see more of a rivalry with these two because I feel like I already can tell that this is gonna be a moneymaker kind of rivalry. Oh yeah, definitely. So um on, on Wednesday's Dynamite, we have an inner circle team meeting. MJL speaks from his win against CM Punk. We had the, the Freights of the Revolution ladder, ladder match qualifying match with, with uh, Cassidy be one of the members. And then and a, and a surprise mystery and a surprise mystery opponent, uh, which is definitely going to be one of the the announcement, huge announcement for Tony Khan. Is that it was announced uh, it was announced on Twitter. On that, if you haven't checked the Twitter page, uh, look at it right now. So uh, check that out. And then the main event, uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Lance Archer in the Texas Death Match for the AEW World Title. And then next Friday on Rampage, we have Hook versus a member of QT Marshall Factory that the graphic identifies shows Blake Lee. I don't know who that is. And then right. Jurassic Express versus the Gun Club for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. So, what are your thoughts on this uh, upcoming Dynamite and next Friday's Rampage? A lot of stuff is happening. I did want to note that I saw they bringing back that brass ring for the Face of the Revolution ladder match. I saw it in the graphic that they had. I'm like, oh, here we go with the Sonic memes again. Um, <laughs> but uh, it seems like they're everything is kind of coming to a head and everything is starting to gear up for a revolution and things are starting to get closer and closer and closer together. I kind of want to hear what MJF got to say. I just hope he don't do one of those long drawn out promos that he likes to go into. Like I really need him to get to the, get to the point quicker, um, you know, for me, but I do want to hear what he has to say uh, as far as his, his win against CM Punk and in Chicago, we're never going to hear the end of it. We're never gonna let that down. He's never gonna let that down. So, but big, big matches are coming up, and I you can feel the excitement building up towards revolution. 
Yes, uh, definitely. And then last the other night, the main event, Ricky Stars defending the FTW Championship against Jay Lethal. This was a great uh, um, uh, main event, and every, everything was back and forth. We even saw interference from not only Will House, but Darte Martin um, as well. And, but then it lastly ending with uh, Starts uh, uh, dropping Jay Lethal with a Rosebay. The uh, Rosebay, uh, that, that, that's how you put it. Yeah, I think that that's how you pronounce his finisher. And then got the pin, and this was an excellent match. And I knew Ricky Stark was not going to lose the lose the title at, uh, to Jay Lethal, even though I'm a I, I love uh, I like Jay Lethal. Uh, uh, he was a he's a great athlete, but um, I think when it comes to the FTW title, I think it should be either Will Hobbs or Hook taking the title. So. Was uh, especially with the amount of love that that Hook is getting, he probably gonna be, uh, turn babyface soon. Uh, 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 that's the way I see it. I don't know. I really thought for a hot second Jay Lethal was about to be the FTW champion. I just want to say also, Jay Lethal is the most professional professional wrestler out there. Every time I hear his promo, every time I see him come out to the ring, every time I see him in the ring. I just always think like, man, this dude is so, he's so clean. He's so crisp with his moves and he's just so freaking professional. And that finish they did, wow. That was a great main event to Rampage. I want to say one of the most exciting main events I've seen in a long time. Um, And I like to see Ricky Starks in the show. The dude has an it factor about him. He's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. He's fun to look at. I think if you just kind of give him more of a role, he can really carry it and take it away. But I don't know what he's like behind the scenes and because from the Cody Rose show, it made him look like he was nervous and unsure of himself a lot. And that's opposite of what his character is. So, um, but I do want to, this match was really good. It had me glued in and it was an exciting main event uh, for Rampage. Jay Lethal, but think about it also, if, if they let someone outside of FTW win that belt, that's a good story as well. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's got to be, it's got to be somebody like uh, uh, who's a young uh, upcoming who's getting a lot of, getting a lot of attention. And, uh, and I say, is it, is it, is either Will Hobbs or, or Hook? One of the two. Hook most gotta... likely is the next one to win the belt because, He's going to look good with that belt around him. And I know Tass is going to be super happy with it as well. Send hook for every match. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, um, my final thoughts is that uh, uh, from the, from this show, uh, clearly we might be getting Adam Cole versus a- 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 Adam Page for the world title at Revolution and also Thunder Rosa versus Big Baker for the women's title. Uh, there we could be teasing Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title, but like I mentioned, uh, if not, unless Darby Allen continued the storyline with Andrade when it happens, and then we have to wait and see what the big announcement is going to be for from Tony Khan on Wednesday. But, um, overall, the, the this was this was a great show to um to, to finish off uh, their week in Chicago. Great show indeed. Rampage is excellent. I wish Eva Uno didn't have to be the jobber to Adam Cole last night, but I understand the connection between Adam Page. I am looking forward to the Texas death match with um, 
uh, Lance Archer and Adam, uh, Adam Page, just so we can move on to uh, a rivalry that, you know, maybe feel more high stakes and that, you know, um, maybe Adam Cole can take that belt from Adam Page. Because he is so charismatic with the mic and the crowd loves him, you know? So I think we're moving in the right direction. I had no complaints. But the DQ finish between Mercedes Martinez, I am on the fence with that one. 50-50 where I understand that the story made more sense for it to happen. But you don't want to feel like WWE and start getting comfortable with these DQ finishes. But I know Tony Khan has a lot of ex-WWE uh, people working with them in those producer roles, and that's kind of what they know to do. But I will say it did help the story. It made sense to the story, but I don't want to start thinking that this is an option for these matches. That's the reason why I like AEW, because I know it's going to be a, a match to the finish or a one, two, three, or a submit. I like that about AEW. So I get why it made sense to the story, but don't get comfortable doing that. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Man, that was it. Jay Lethal needs to put a he needs a belt on him. You know, um, I want to see a Ring of Honor invasion. You know, the Briscoes come in. I want to see some way more Ring of Honor guys in there because they're just so damn good to watch. Um, but yeah, great main event. Let Ricky Starks end the show more often. And yeah. Dope Rampage, one of the best I've ever seen in a long time. Hey, the Forbidden Door is back open, so we'll see what, what's going to happen there. But until then, he's Leland, and I'm Trico, and we're signing off. Peace.